Blog Talk Radio. Oh, in love, 
Take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is true. And the sun slide down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
Father God, I thank you for another Monday night, Lord God, for letting us gather here, Lord God, around your word, Lord God, to hear what you have to say tonight, God. I thank you for giving me the strength, God, to bring forth this message, God, the way that you gave it to me, God, so that your name may get the glory, God. Do what you want to do on tonight, God. Sit me down, God, and stand up mightily in me tonight, God. Use me to your benefit on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Politic Fire on tonight, everybody. Thank you for taking the time to join me. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you unto you tonight. You know how we do. Let's get right into it for tonight. Hoarders is a is a show. It's a show that many of you probably have watched. Hoarders is this show where people are holding on to all type of stuff to the point that it has made their living space unlivable, toxic. I know you've seen it. I watched a couple of episodes, and I'm not a real TV person. They're holding on to all type of stuff to the point that it has made their living space unlivable, toxic. And God says, many of you are hoarding feelings. You need to let God let go of. And God says, many of you are holding feelings. You need to let go of. Let's talk. Be honest now. I need you to be honest tonight with yourself. Have you ever just lost it and blew up at someone? Have you ever just lost it and blew up at someone? Have you ever just up and took all your anger? I mean all your anger, all your anger and frustration out on someone. Leaving that person confused, completely startled at your behavior. Or perhaps you're not the perpetrator. Perhaps I got you wrong. You're not the perpetrator. But you but you are the victim of such outbursts. Has someone ever just blew up at, at you out the blue? Has someone ever just blew up at you out the blue? It's happened to me, and I'm quite sure it's happened to you too. Has someone ever just blew up at you out the blue? Has someone ever been angry with you for what seems like no reason? I mean, to this day, you don't know what you did to deserve such treatment. To this day, you don't even know what it is that you did to deserve such treatment. What if I told you at the root of all of that was rejection and or disappointment? What if I told you that the root of it all was rejection and or disappointment? At some point in that person's life, they have either, either been rejected or badly disappointed or both. At some point in that person's life, they have either, either been rejected or badly disappointed or both. So now they're hoarding all these toxic feelings. So now they're hoarding all these toxic feelings. See, the Lord let me know via the Holy Spirit that you can hoard more than stuff. You can hoard feelings, and some of you are hoarding toxic feelings. Now they're hoarding all these toxic feelings, and they're ripping their anger towards you for for whatever reason. Hoarding feelings, tonight's message. Again, tonight's message is hoarding feelings. That's exactly what I believe happened between David and his oldest brother, Eli let's look let's look at what I believe is where it all began. Let's look at what I believe is the beginning of it all. 
where the anger really came from, where the toxic feelings that Eliab was was hoarding really came from. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16. This is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 through 13. I'm going to read in your hearing 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 through 13 from the NIV. This is when the Lord sent the prophet Samuel to Jesse's house to anoint one of his sons, the next king. The first son Samuel sees is Eliab, David, David's oldest brother. And this is what happened. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. That's what, he, that's what Samuel thought. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. We all know that scripture. We love that scripture. People don't look at the outward appearance, but but the Lord looks at the heart. So here Samuel was looking at Eliab's outer appearance, and he just assumed that the Lord's anointing was standing before him. But he was wrong, and the Lord soon got him straight and let him know that what you're looking at is not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at his heart, and he's not the one. I I have rejected him. Then Jesse called Abinadab, one of David's other brothers, and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah, another one of David's brothers, pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are, they, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse replied, there is still the youngest. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, this is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. That's the part I like. David got anointed right there in the presence of his brothers, and there was nothing that they could do about it. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came, came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Again, that's 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 to 13, NIV. I'm going to read verse 13 from the Message Bible, just because I like it out of the Message Bible. So bear with me. Samuel took his flocks of oil and anointed him with his brother standing around watching. They were standing around watching, and as I said, there was nothing they could do about it. They didn't like it, but they couldn't do nothing about it. Your enemies may not like what they see going on with you. Your siblings may not even like what they see going on with you. They may not like it, but they can't stop it. Not if God is behind it. They may not like it. They may be standing around watching like David's brothers were, but they can't do nothing about it. Standing around watching. The Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind. God was vitally empowering, empowering him. 
for the rest of his life. Samuel left and went home. Then Samuel went, left and went home to Ramah. Again, notice from the text that Eliab was the first to be rejected for the position of king. Samuel was looking at Eliab's appearance, but the Lord was looking at his heart. It was what the Lord could see in Eliab's heart that disqualified him for the position. It was what the Lord could see in Eliab's heart that disqualified him for the position. And all I want to say to, to those of you that are listening in, make sure you guard the content of your heart because the Lord is looking at your heart. And you just might get disqualified for your blessing, disqualified for the position based on what's in your heart. Because Eliab got disqualified for the position of king based on what could see in his heart. The Lord said, I have rejected him. He is not the one. I don't care what Samuel's looking at. I'm looking at his heart. Outwardly, he looks good, but on the inside, he's not the one. Of course, you know David ended up with the position of king. Of course, we all know that David ended up with the position of king. He was anointed that day right there in front of his brothers to be the next king. And instead of Eliab asking himself, what is it in me that displeased the Lord and made me unfit for the position? Instead of him taking some time to himself, you know, because sometimes we have to get ourselves together. It ain't even that other person. That other person may be irritating you, but sometimes it's not that other person. It's you. You need to get yourself together. And Eliab, in this text, for tonight, he needed to get himself together. He needed to, he needed to take some time to himself and ask himself, what is it in me that displeased the Lord and made me unfit for the position? But instead of doing this, he later in the next chapter, chapter 17, 1 Samuel 17, takes his feelings out on David. Here we go. He takes his feelings out on David. Instead of dealing with it in private, you know, just being honest with the Lord, getting before the Lord and asking some questions and letting the Lord minister and show him what what it was in his heart that disqualified him in the first place. He goes and takes it out on David in the next chapter, First Samuel 16. I really believe since that day when he was the first to be rejected, Eli was hoarding toxic feelings towards David. And beloved, somebody right now in your family is hoarding toxic feelings towards you. And beloved, somebody right now in your in your family is hoarding toxic feelings towards you. They're jealous of the authority the Lord has given you. They're jealous of the authority that the Lord has given you. They're jealous of the position the Lord has put you in. You didn't put yourself in that position, and you have no reason to feel ashamed or to apologize to anybody. The Lord put you in that position. So what if people are jealous? They're jealous of the position that the Lord put you in. So let them take it up with him. Matter of fact, if they be bold enough to get in your face and say something about it, tell them to take it up with the Lord because the Lord put you where you are. Everything you have is because the Lord gave it to you. Give God his credit and tell them to go to him if they don't like it. And when you really think about it, they're really feeling rejected by the Lord. But they're too afraid to admit it. So they blow up at you. They get an attitude with you. It's not your fault the Lord didn't choose to elevate them, didn't choose to promote them. But he saw something worth promoting in you. You ought to give God glory for that. He saw something worth promoting in you. 
he saw something worth showing you favor. He saw something in you that was worth showing you favor. And they want to have an attitude with you. Oh, well. Anyways, now that's, that's what I think happened. That's what I think. And when you think about it, Eliab was really feeling rejected by the Lord. He was really feeling rejected by the Lord after not being chosen the next king. He was really feeling rejected by the Lord because he was not chosen the next king. The Lord didn't choose him to be the next king. But he blew up at David. He blew up at a man that he could see because he didn't want to take it out on God. At least he had enough respect not to do that. So he took it out on the person that he could see. He took it out on David. Wow. But, you know, I I got to let y'all look at the big blow-up. Let's look at the big blow-up that happened in 1 Samuel 17. Now, David, David's father sent him to go find his brothers who were a part of Saul's army. He wanted him to go and, and find them and bring them lunch and just check on them and see how they were doing. That's why David was there. But check out check out how Eliab took it. Check out how he took it. He took it wrong. A lot of times when people blow up at you about something and you don't even know what's going on, they done took something wrong. They done took a, took a situation wrong. They're already feeling rejected and disappointed and this and that, and, and then they look and see the situation and can't not, cannot discern what's going on. They can't comprehend what's going on, and they just take it completely wrong. Like Eliab, he took this situation completely wrong. As I said, David was there because of his father had sent them there, sent him there to bring them lunch, on them to make sure that they were doing good. That's why he was there, trying to do something good. And this is how it turns out. Check out how Eliab took it when he saw David there talking to some of the men. This is 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 28 and 29 from the NIV. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom have you have you and with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down here only to watch the battle. David's response is like many of our responses. He didn't know what was going on, so David's response was, Now what have I done, said David? Can I even speak? Some of y'all need to go back and read your Bible. It's very interesting at times. Turn the TV off and read your Bible. It's very interesting. David responds with, now what have I done? Can't I even speak? Again, that's 1 Samuel 17, verses 28 through 29, NIV. Side note, side note. Funny how Eliab saw David's heart as being wicked. It's funny how David, how Eliab saw David's heart as being wicked. But God saw his heart and decided to anoint him as the next king. So what does that say to you? People don't know what's going on inside of you. The Lord knows. Because Eliab was looking on the outside and presuming all the wrong things based on his little hurt feelings. Eliab uh, saw David's heart as being wicked, but God saw his heart and decided to anoint him the next king. And the way David said, now what have I done? It leads me to think it implies that perhaps this was not the first time 
this was not the first time you all that Eliab had went off on David. So David just wanted to know what he had done now, what he was being accused of this time. Beloved, when someone is angry with you, hear me real good, when someone is angry with you and the root of it is rejection, they will believe things about you that are not true. They that ought to set somebody free right there. They will believe things about you that are not true. It's like they are delusional when it comes to you. It's like no matter how you try to prove yourself, how you try to tell them that what they thinking or what they what they saying about you is not true. It's like they're delusional when it comes to you. They will say things about you that are not true. They will say things about you that are not true. David was not conceited, but that's what his brother said. They would say things about you that are not true. They would call you hurtful names. And there's one more passage of scripture I want to look at. I want us to look at before concluding tonight's service. I'm not going to hold you long. I'm just trying to get to the point, and I pray this blesses somebody. The last passage of scripture I want to look at comes from Second Kings chapter 4. I'm paraphrasing the beginning part of it. She believed that Elijah was a man of God, so much so that her husband, her and her husband, had an extra room built onto to their home just for the man of God. She believed that Elijah was a man of God so much so that her and her husband had an extra room built onto their home just for the man of God so he would have somewhere to come and rest when in town. But when Elijah wanted to give back to her for her kindness to him and prophesied she would have a child. Check out her reaction. This is Second Kings 4, verses 16 and 17 from the New Living Translation. Elisha said, the prophet Elisha said, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. Her response, no, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like this. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at, at and at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elisha had said. Again, this Second Kings 4, 16 to 17, New Living Translation. I think it's safe to say that this dear woman had given up, given up on having a child of her own. I think it's safe to say that she had given up on having a child of her own because she had been disappointed. Perhaps she was disappointed because her and her husband had tried and tried to have children over the years and couldn't. Or perhaps she had suffered suffered severe miscarriages. Perhaps she had suffered severe miscarriages in her marriage and couldn't bear the thought of not being able to carry another baby full time. I'm sure somebody knows exactly how that feels. Or perhaps in the past, somebody had come to town just like Elisha and prophesied to her about a child, about having a child, and it never happened. So she could no longer tolerate being lied to, being deceived. Whatever the case, she could no longer tolerate being lied to, being deceived. I don't know, but this I know, but this I do know. She was disappointed. She was badly disappointed somewhere in her past for whatever reason, and she almost missed her blessing because of it. Somebody do not listen to me. Do not miss your blessing. 
because of something you're still disappointed about in the past. It's in the past, and you need to let it go, let it go tonight. Because the last thing that you want to do, the last thing that I want you to do is to miss your blessing because you're still disappointed over this and that and whatever. Let it go. Disappointment is another reason for sudden outbursts. Disappointment is another reason for sudden outbursts. Remember I said the two reasons, rejection and disappointment. That's the reason people really blow up at you, have outbursts, and take anger out on you. Somewhere down the line they were rejected or badly disappointed. Disappointment is another reason for sudden outbursts. They're not really angry at you. They're not really angry at you. Just disappointed. That's all. Disappointment is another reason why a person may not believe. They may not believe you when you tell them that you're only trying to help. David was only there trying to help his brothers. But Eliab couldn't accept that he just knew that there was something else going on. That David was being conceited. That he was there with his wicked self just to watch the battle. No, he was there trying to bring you some lunch. Trying to check on you, but you couldn't accept that he was there only trying to help. David was only trying to help his brothers, came to where they were. Elisha was only trying to help the woman in Second Kings 4 when he prophesied the birth of a child. But neither of them could see that. But neither of them could see that. And I'm sure many of you got people in your life that's, that's upset with you right now, that's, that's hoarding feelings towards you right now, and they refuse to see the truth of what you're trying to show them, what you're trying to tell them. Let it go. Just let it go. You're wasting your time because as long as they feel the way they feel, it's going to be next to impossible to get through to them. You see, disappointment is another feeling people often hoard, holding on to inwardly until it becomes toxic. And believe me, it has become toxic until it becomes toxic. And they either cry out or completely shut down completely shut down. The woman in the, in the text, she cried out, oh, no, man of God, don't deceive me. She knew he was a man of God, but she couldn't believe him because of something that had happened in the past. They would not see you as being only there to help. They would think you are trying to deceive them like the woman did in the text. They will, in that moment, reject the truth. They will not be able to hear you. As I said, they will not be, you will not be able to get through to them, so just let it go. Beloved, disappointment is the quickest way to destroy your hope, and the devil knows it. Don't let him destroy your hope. Disappointment is the quickest way to destroy your hope, and the devil knows it. So if that describes you, you're dealing with disappointment, or perhaps you are the one feeling rejected, getting angry, blowing up at people, etc. Let's pray. Let's pray because it's obvious you are hoarding some feelings you need to let go of. It's obvious on tonight that many of you are hoarding some feelings that you need to let go of. Let's pray. Father God, for some, these started developing in them as far back as childhood when mama preferred one child over the other, when mama was always praising one child but rebuking the other. 
they felt rejected, they feel rejected, and they find it hard to trust in a relationship because they still feel rejected. They still see themselves as a child that was rebuked, scolded, etc. For some, mama wasn't there like she should have been. Daddy wasn't there like he should have been. So they grew up hoarding feelings. Feelings that over the years have become toxic because they can't take being told no, being put off, being denied something, lied to or deceived, etc. Father, you you can see the disappointment. Father God, you can see the disappointment. You can see the rejection still in their eyes and hear it in their grown-up voice every time. Every time they get angry, every time they have an outburst, every time they cry and just shut down. Father God, I ask for deliverance on behalf of my brother, on behalf of my sister that's tuning in. Go as far back as you need to go and reverse the effects of trauma off of their life. Condemn every word curse spoken over them. I cover the mind and the heart tonight of everybody tuning in, everybody listening to the replay. I cover their heart and their, I cover their mind and their heart tonight with the precious blood of Jesus. And I decree and declare that they will no longer be stressed, seeking you from a place of pain and brokenness. Jesus took care of all of that, took care of all of them. He came to you, Father, in the garden of Gethsemane and against his own will, against, against the desire of his own flesh, he was obedient to the death of the cross. Father, not my will, he said, but yours be done. Luke 22 and 42, Nick King James. Some have had miscarriages, dealt with infertility issues. Some have suffered just about every form of disappointment imaginable, every form of rejection imaginable. Some are still looking for who to blame. And to be honest, Father, some blame you. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they're doing. That's what Jesus said when he was on the cross looking at his accusers. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Luke 23 and 34 from the Amplified. Make them whole again, Father God. Make them mentally healthy again. Heal and deliver toxic feelings, toxic emotions on tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. This concludes tonight's message. I pray you were blessed. If this message wasn't for you, pass it on to whoever it was for. Help me out and just pass it on to whoever it was for for on tonight. Uh, things have changed a little bit around here for those of you that uh, that those of you that listen to Prolific Fire quite often. Things have changed just a bit concerning the phone lines because Prolific Fire deals with real issues. I feel a lot of you would prefer to talk to me in private, not on the air. So I will no longer, no longer be opening the phone lines publicly on Prolific Fire. Therefore, note this information. I need you to note this information. If you need prayer, a Bible-based consultation, you can call or text 865-408-8690. This worked out well last week. I heard from a lot of you, so I think this is going to work out best for Prolific Fire. Just contact me in private if you need prayer about a Bible-based consultation. Again, the number is 865-408-8690. And don't worry if you miss the number. I will post it immediately following tonight's service on all my social media platforms. 
I look forward to talking to you one-on-one and ministering as the Holy Spirit leads. I enjoy talking to the people that I talked to last week. I'm looking forward to this week. So if that describes you and you need to reach out, please do so. Please do so. Or if you don't want to call or text, you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire at gmail.com. Now, other announcements. If you need this ministry, it's PayPal or Cash App info. You can you can donate by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. Or the Cash App is a dollar symbol on prolificfire. It's a, the P in prolific is capital, the F in fire is capital. If you pull up a cash app with a store with fire coming out of it, that's, that's the ministry's official logo. And I added my name to it as well so that you will know that that's the right one. And thank you, everybody that is donating, everybody that's reaching out for prayer. Thank you so much. This is what I do. This is what I love. And I thank you for participating. The Lord gonna bless us both. How about that? As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Prophecy Stacy, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page, and check out prolificfire.com. dot com. I got to do some things on that website. I got some things planned. I just ain't did it yet, but check it out anyway. In the meantime, you can donate on the website. You can send in your prayer request. It comes directly to me, and I will get back to you as soon as possible if you choose to do it that way. Also, you can sponsor child through Word Vision. I'm a Word Vision sponsor. I have been sponsoring different children starting in 1997, and it's something I will always do. As long as I'm alive and on this earth, it's something I will always do because the children need me. And if you feel like uh, there's a child overseas that needs you or there's something that's always been a part of your heart that you want to do, reach out. You can call me at the number that I just gave or you can go to the website and check out the information that is there. But I prefer that you call me that way we can talk it over and I can get you the child that you want. Then the age, the country, whatever country you want to be a part of blessing, make sure the child has food, water, education, clothes, that they're recovering well through this pandemic season, so-called pandemic season. If you want to be a part of that, because it's only $39 a month, your money is combined with other sponsors in that community. No, everybody in the community is not sponsoring the same child. Everybody has their own child. But the money is combined to do the the best possible work in that area. So if you want to be a part of that, reach out to me and I can hook you up with that. If you don't reach out to me in private for your prayer needs, then join my sister right here Friday night for for Faith on the Line. For Faith on the Line with Prophetess Page. Phone lines will be open on Friday as normal. So if you don't mind sending your prayer request on the air for Faith on the Line, Prophetess Page will be on there Friday. I will be with her. And we'll be, we will be taking prayer requests live on the air. The phone lines will be open. Phone lines will be open. Even if you get your prayer request in this week, still come back and be in the atmosphere. Because in an atmosphere rich with prayer, you're going to receive one way or the other. So join her 
Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, Friday night, by calling the number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. It's 347-426-3782. Then join me back here on Politic Fire Monday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific. 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific, Monday night. When the woman of faith herself, Prophet's page, will be sharing however the Lord leads. I'm excited about what the Lord is going to lead her to do next Monday. So tune in Friday, then come back on Monday and see what the Lord has to say. Until then, everybody, have a blessed, awesome night in the Lord. Good night. You can hang up everybody that's on the phone lines because I got to log back into my studio before I can actually hang you up. So you can just put the phone down. That's fine.